Baseball Tonight, the podcast. This is the Baseball Tonight podcast for Thursday evening, March 10th, 2022. We have an update on baseball's labor situation. That's right. We have a labor agreement. Spring training camps will open in three days. Free agency will open in just a few hours. Uh, I'm getting uh, getting uh, started taping this a little after 5 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. A lot of excitement within the sport. Taylor Schwink is producing from the foothills of his home in Connecticut. Uh, Sarah Abbott is in her home in Nebraska. Taylor, I'll start with you. What do you think? I think I'm like a little bit of lightheaded from all the action that just went down. You know, I'm, I'm mid-workout, working out, no big deal. And, uh, you know, I'm getting the hot texts from Sarah and seeing the tweets. And then we're arranging a podcast and I'm cutting up, coming on here out of breath. You and Tim are down to business. And it was, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, to pull the curtain back a little bit. We recorded with Tim uh, before doing this open right now. And it was just refreshing to hear real baseball talk. And we're going to have actual sport to talk about. Very exciting. Yeah. Stuff. And we had to do an emergency podcast after news like this. Sarah, what'd you think? It feels like nature is healing. We are back. <laughs> I am so excited. Yeah, I was driving with my mom and then my, got a Twitter notification and immediately pulled over and was like, we have to text Taylor and tell him <laughs> that baseball is back. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited about that. So we're going to get into uh, a lot of it with Tim Kirchin coming up. Obviously, the focus over the next few weeks is going to be all these transactions that are going to take place. Uh, some of the details as we move forward, there will be a universal designated hitter as expected, a 12-team playoff field in the postseason. The discussions will continue about a possible international draft, not this season, but in future years. There will be a 45-day window for Major League Baseball to implement rules changes in the future, not in 2022, among them a pitch clock, ban on shifts, and larger bases. A draft lottery will be implemented with the intent of discouraging tanking, although I have strong opinions about whether this deal will actually uh, discourage tanking. And there will be a limit on the number of times a player can be optioned to the minor leagues in one season. Spring training camps will open on Sunday. As I mentioned, free agent signings can begin not long after this podcast. The final vote on the Major League Baseball Player Association the eight members of the executive committee voted 8-0 to reject the proposal that was put forward by Major League Baseball earlier today. But among the 30 team reps, the vote was 26-4 to in favor of the agreement. There's some really interesting stuff about how that played out and why it's viewed as a revolt by a lot of players and agents against what the leadership had done right down the stretch. We're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Buster. Just go to Indeed.com slash Buster right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Buster. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, the clutch hits, the strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Seam heads rejoice. This is Timmy time. Baseball is the greatest game. With Tim Kirkson. It never disappoints you. On Baseball Tonight. And Tim, I must say that, uh, you know, we, we certainly have a lot of choices about who to talk to, but I wanted to talk to you uh, because I know how much you love baseball. Personally, in this moment, how happy are you? Well, I'm really, really happy, Buster. I mean, I watched every rerun of Columbo again, and there's only so much of that that I can watch. Now we get to watch baseball games. And all kidding aside, Buster, once you get to 162, as long as you play 162, the game always takes care of itself. It's the greatest game ever. And as long as it's a full season, even with double headers, even with nine inning double headers, it's, it's going to be fine. And because the players are getting full pay and full service time, we don't have to worry about that issue coming up. If say we only played 140 games, we're playing 162. I'm thrilled. This will be 43 years covering baseball for me. I get to go to spring training and I can't wait for it because okay, tell me your plans. Tell me your plans. Cause you always, you know, I know you well enough to know that typically no labor issue going on in December. You already know how you're going to go through spring training day by day by day to hit all 30 teams. How the heck are you going to handle this? I have no idea how I'm going to do this because I set up some other things, not sure if we were going to play. So my plan, it's a shortened spring training, so I'm not going to see all 30 teams. You know, it's still not the same in the clubhouse, allowed to go in, talk to anyone I want, anytime I want. COVID still exists on a smaller level, but it's going to be great. I don't care. As long as I go to Arizona and as long as I go to Florida, as long as I see as many teams as I can, count me in. All right. Tell me a team as we sit here today that you can't wait to see. Well, I just can't wait to see what the Yankees are going to do, given what the Mets have already done, what the Mets might still do. And I can't wait to see how the Yankees react, which is what the next week to 10 days might be all about. I mean, they 
They got to go get a shortstop from what I can see. They have to go get a first baseman. They might have to go get another starting pitcher. And we'll see how they do with all of those. I mean, there are a lot of teams. I mean, I can't wait to see Buck Showalter run the Mets. I've had several conversations with him this winter about it. And believe me, he hasn't changed a bit. He can't wait to get going on this. And I can't wait to see the Dodgers to see what they do to fill in with the injuries and other issues with their starting pitch how they replace Corey Seager, what they do with their bullpen without Kenley Jansen potentially. So those are the teams I want to see. And the frustrating part, Buster, is, you know, you go through these roster books like I do and say, all right, let's break down the Dodgers. Where are they today? When they will be a completely different looking team a week from now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No doubt about it with how quickly uh, all these moves are going to be, uh, you know, the gun starting gun is going to go off tonight. From what I understand, you and I are taping at about 5.05. You got the owners having a, a vote at six o'clock, presumably to rubber stamp a deal to get back to work. Uh, at 6.30, the general managers will talk at this point, and then the starting gun will go off. And the comparison I made in a piece a, a few weeks ago, Tim, was it feels like the general managers are like the football coaches who have all their first moves scripted. Uh, in this, uh, you know, crazy three week period. And then after about 12 hours, that script probably is going to have to get thrown out because these deals could come so fast and furious. Right. Um, yeah, I've never understood how a football coach has the first 10 plays of the game already laid out before the game even starts. Well, you know, what if there's an interception on the first play? I mean, what, what if Freddie Freeman goes somewhere on the first day? What if he goes to New York to the Yankees? What if he goes back to the, the Braves? What if he goes to the Dodgers? Doesn't that change everybody's plan? That's why this next week to 10 days will just be total insanity. Do you agree with me? The team to watch, uh, maybe not the team to be in the camp for, the Oakland Athletics, because it feels like they got a bunch of deals they're going to be making here in the next 72 hours to two, two weeks. Yeah, no doubt they'll be the team to watch when it comes to movement, when it comes to trades. I mean, Manaya and Montas and Bassett are all quality major league starting pitchers. Somebody's going to come after one, two, or three of them. The Giants probably have to be one of those teams. I don't think those teams have made a trade since 1990, by the way. Um, and yes, uh, Matt Olson. My guess is is likely to be traded. Jeff Buster, we know that, that kid's a great player. He's a tremendous defender. He's an MVP candidate. And, you know, whoever doesn't get Freddie Freeman, for instance, may go get Matt Olson. So I think the A's will be the busiest team when it comes to deals. And I can't wait to see what they end up with. I promise you, whatever they do, they'll end up with a lot of good young players when they're done. So I'm fascinated by a lot of the decisions that uh, we're going to see. I think small mid-market teams, because they haven't been able to sell tickets the last two and a half months because the owners locked out the players. But you and I both know that what uh, they're probably going to be some teams that'll say, hey, that, uh, and I'm just pulling the numbers out of the air, that $100 million budget I gave you front office, you know what? Cut that back down to 90. You're going to see a lot of that. Um, that's going to be directly uh, a direct reflection on what's handed out uh, to middle-class players as we talked about. But I also think it's going to have some impact on the trade market. You you remember back in 95 when baseball started up again, Montreal Expos had to gut their whole team. I wonder uh, very specifically about the Milwaukee Brewers and Josh Hader. They've had Hader out in the market the last couple of years as he's gotten more expensive, as he's climbed the arbitration ladder 
And I wonder, uh, given where they where they are right now, is that somebody who could be on the move? Because I feel like if he is, boy, would that would be difference making. You mentioned Buck Showalter. Boy, imagine that Mets bullpen if they added him. Yeah, Josh Hader's a really interesting guy, but let's stop. No buts. Let's not forget that last year they got knocked out of the playoffs by the Braves in part because they were a really subpar offensive team for a playoff team. They won as many games as they did because their pitching was great and Josh Hader was tremendous at the end. Of course, until Freddie Freeman took him deep in game four of the LDS. However, so if they're going to trade him, they better get some offense back in return because they have a chance to be a good team again with Hater there. But if they deal him, they better get some offense. It should be really interesting to see what happens there. What's your gut on Carlos Correa, Trevor Story now as we move forward? Well, I'm confused about the shortstops. I mean, we've been talking about them for a year and a half, and I'm not sure where they're going. Um, I'm going to defer to you on this, Buster, because you're the one with a bit more concerns about injuries with Correa and with Story. Uh, I mean, Correa would look great with the the Yankees. Going back to Houston, I don't think is out of the question. I think there's a way the Red Sox could use him and move, you know, move others around. What What do you think? First off, I think, you know, for both players, they're, they're going to need to convince teams that they're okay, right? We know Carlos Correa during the shutdown, change agents. He went over to Scott Boris after getting a big overture from the Detroit Tigers, um, I just have, and it's too deep, too much to get into the weeds about, but I think in some respects, it might wind up that Carlos's best deal could turn out to be a very short-term deal with his old team, the Houston Astros. And when it comes to Trevor Story, you know, there's some teams wondering, you know, does this guy, the elbow uh, uh, issue that he had last year that seemingly affected his throwing, is that someone who's going to need Tommy John? I know he's been throwing a ton. Um, you know, he's trying to get in better position. And, uh, you know, perhaps be in a be in a spot where he could land someplace. I'm kind of watching the Dodgers on him, Tim, because I don't I think there's a strong sense in the industry that Trey Turner is a short timer with the Dodgers. You know that he's not going to be a guy who's going to be with them beyond 2022. The Dodgers need a shortstop. And, you know, maybe that's Gavin Lux. Maybe it's uh, it is Trevor's story on a, on a deal where he has an opt out after one year. I want to ask you about this. I, you mentioned about nine inning double headers. No runners on second base and extra innings like you were talking about. I kind of wonder, Tim, as we get back into it, if the two sides will begin to talk about that again quietly. Because it felt like that the seven-inning doubleheaders, something that the players liked. Uh, and as long as they're getting going, and I, I felt like the teams really like this too, the front offices, because they don't like the really long games. Uh, and they don't want to see their players stressed out and they're worried about injuries. What do you think? Yeah, I was really surprised how many people in the game were in favor of seven inning doubleheaders. But I'm sorry, Buster. I'm 65 years old. We play nine inning games, and I think it's time we challenge the players a little bit more to um, play all nine innings and throw a few more pitches and let's not use the bullpen quite as much. Maybe this is the impetus to do that. I think those rules were fine for COVID-related seasons. But now we're back to 162. COVID is not all gone, but mostly gone. I think we need to return to no runner on second to start the 10th, nine-inning doubleheaders, 
and let's figure it out. We figured it out for 148 years. We should be fine trying it again after two years of moving things around. All right, let's go from 30,000 feet in terms of, uh, you know, where the game is with the terms of this CBA now having been settled. Give me something that surprised you. And I'll give you an example for me, you know, for all the talk we had about non-competitive behavior, uh, about tanking, there's absolutely, uh, there's just about nothing. I can't say not, there's, you know, that there's zero that in theory discourages tanking because you do have that draft lottery, but you and I both know the teams are not going to be, especially in baseball, are not going to be affected by the prospect of drafting fourth instead of second. That's just not realistic. I think teams, you know, if they want to make money, I think they're still going to tank. And I was absolutely shocked that this wasn't a bigger issue, just as I was in 2016, because I think it's going to directly uh, affect how the middle class in the union does. What about you? Give me something yeah, in this yeah, agreement. That, yeah, uh, you, 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 go ahead. I'm going to have to agree with you on this, Buster, because uh, um, uh, an executive called me the other day to say, look, the difference between the number one pick in the country and the number six pick in the country in baseball, there's not a great difference there. Okay, you know how much I love basketball. The the difference between Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and or Lou Alcindor and Neil Walk is like is an enormous difference. Right. But it doesn't work that way in baseball. So if the, the big, you know, award against um, tanking is a draft lottery. I, I don't think enough was done. But frankly, maybe with all this talk about tanking, maybe some teams will say, all right, we can't be so obvious with this. Maybe there will pr- pressure will be put on them to get better. I know it won't do much good, but you're right. I, I don't think enough was done with that. But I'm just so thrilled it got done. I can deal with it for a few more years. So we know that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, took a huge hit during this negotiation. Um, and I'm sure that there are going to be questions going forward about, OK, you know, how viable is he, his relationship with the players, given all the criticism that he took. Tim, when we got to the finish line on this deal, there was, in the eyes of a lot of agents and players that I you know, connected with after this deal was made, effectively a repudiation of what the leadership and the players were doing. Uh, If you remember, Max Scherzer, who's the de facto facto head of the union, told the LA Times in January that the players are totally unified. We talked in the podcast about how that wasn't really the case, that there were a lot of players, a lot of agents who were like, wait, what are we doing here? Are we doing enough to, you know, help the guys in the middle? Tim, in the end, the final vote among the players, executive committee, uh, you know, Max Scherzer, et cetera, was 8-0 to reject the owner's proposal. But the deal passed because among the rank and file among the players and their votes were, you know, passed along through player reps, it was 26 to 4 in favor of it. So the executive committee, the leadership of the union said 8-0, absolutely not. We're not taking this deal. But the players, the rank and file, were like, no, we're going back to work. And it's seen, (laughs) that vote was seen, I know, by players and by agents as being kind of a mini revolt as we get close to the finish line saying, no, we we need to get back into camps and and, and start getting paychecks. Yeah, well, again, thank goodness for the 26 to 4 vote. And I think you're right, Buster. I think this is the middle class player saying, 
You know, we need to play. We need to get paid. We need to get a job. Everything was done, of course, for the younger players. Really good things were done for the younger players. That $700,000 minimum, that is quite a boost from last year. The $50 million pre-arbitration pool, that's a big win for younger players. And, of course, the older players, the, you know, the veteran guys, the Correas and the Freemans, they're all going to get paid. It's the middle guys who are in danger again. Again, and the best way for them to get paid is to get back to work as quickly as possible, get a job as quickly as possible. So maybe that was the middle class speaking up, saying we got to play and we got to play now. I was just going to ask you that if you were one of these, you know, one of the many right handed relievers, you know, age 30, 31. Uh, what would uh, tell me how you would handle the next three weeks? And, and you're one of these free agents. Well, I wouldn't wait. That's for sure. If I get a good job offer, I'm going to take it right away. This is how some free agents attack free agency at the beginning, thinking if I sign right away, uh, I, I won't be in danger later. I'll take the money now. If I'm a 31-year-old reliever who's had a pretty good career uh, and someone offers me a guaranteed deal right out of the box, I, I think I'm going to take it because teams need to put their clubs together as quickly as possible in a shortened spring training and opening day on April the 7th. So I think we're going to see a lot of guys signing right away, even though it might not be the perfect number. I just don't think you can wait when we have 200 free agents out there. All right. Uh, I was going to say, you know, have fun packing, but I bet you probably have been packed since like mid-December to get to spring training. Well, Buster, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm going on a special trip where there's no sense getting into this, but I wasn't sure if I was going away for two days or two weeks. Now, it's hard to pack when you don't know if you're going for two days or two weeks. So tonight, I'm going to make a decision on what I'm going to bring. I may just bring everything, like my whole house, just in case I need anything, because I'm the worst packer in the world. My suitcase is bigger than me. So I'll be ready to go tomorrow morning. I just hope that when I get to Arizona, things are, are running smoothly and we, we get going towards April the 7th. All right, Tim. Congratulations on your sport coming back. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> it's your sport too, Buster. Congratulations to you too. Thanks. Dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus. A Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef flavored soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurological disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting preventive. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
That's it for this evening. But before we go, Taylor, we get to talk about plans for the upcoming Baseball Tonight podcast. Yeah, Buster, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, format tweak, which uh, I know can sound scary to listeners, but uh, going forward, uh, at least for a month, we're going to do a trial. We're going to see how the metrics pan out, how people are feeling about it. But we're going to go down from five days a week to three days a week. I know this is a, a drastic shift, but instead of going Monday through Friday, we are now going to record and release episodes Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. I feel like maybe that Tuesday, Thursdays, those could switch around perhaps. The Monday show will definitely be in place, but it's going to be three days a week. Um, it's a conversation we had behind the scenes with the higher ups, and uh, at least for now, I, I think it's it's worth a shot. Buster, how do you feel about it? Yeah, exactly. And we're also at some point, you know, have video elements, which would be really fun. Mm -hmm. um, something you and I have been talking about, you know, since you came on the podcast, something Josh Macri and I had talked about. Uh, so that's going to be in place as we move forward. Uh, just a lot. Now we can actually start planning in earnest. I know, you know right? We got to talk team previews. You know, this is we got to we're going to have to have some conversations because the uh, our window of time here before uh, opening day is is running short at this point. Yep. Doing a bunch of TV. I am tomorrow on Friday morning and then on Saturday morning. Then I think I'm getting on a plane to go down to Florida unless there are just so many transactions that, you know, they say, hey, we just need you to stay in place before you head down to, to camp. All right. My thanks tonight to Tim, to Sarah, to Taylor. Have a great night, everybody. Stay safe in the in the, uh, in the aftermath of the flood of transactions that you're going to see. It's going to be absolutely nutty. Thanks for listening to the Baseball Tonight podcast. If you're playing fantasy baseball, check out the Fantasy Focus podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. The Baseball Tonight podcast. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provides one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurological disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews.